Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And thank you again for a lot of the emails I've been getting. I've been trying to get caught up on a lot of them. People are still sending me emails from all over the country, updating me on stuff that they're finding out about this RNA injection, and I know I've brought this up repeatedly, and I will continue to bring it up repeatedly because it is such an important topic, especially now as we're seeing what's starting to progress with the vaccine passport, so to speak, and I'll dive into that later on. But what we have seen now is that more and more people are starting to question the narrative in regards to this COVID injection, and more and more people are starting to say, why are we getting this? The CDC is now allegedly, you know, giving us some of our rights back if we get this injection when they never had the ability to take our rights away in the first place. And if you remember months ago, I think it was in uh, end of December, a doctor basically from California, one of the main doctors that was instrumental in trying to get the bill passed that prevented individuals from being able to get a religious exemption from vaccines in California, Richard Pan, he came out, if you guys remember, and wrote an op-ed with the Huffington Post and essentially went on there and he said, and I quote, what will domestic terrorism mean in this law? It's pretty much whatever we want it to mean as far as they were discussing what was going on. And that was in the um, Back in January, then he came in and basically wrote a headline, said anti-vaccine extremism is akin to domestic terrorism. Laws need to be strengthened to protect people administering vaccines from being harassed, and getting vaccinated is a patriotic act. So is speaking up to public support. Let's not allow extremism, division, or fear to slow the efforts to end this deadly chapter in our nation's history. Now, anytime you start having people make claims as it's patriotic to give up your ability to ask questions. It's patriotic to get injected with an RNA injection device that has never been approved by the FDA. And now, as we have seen all across the country, tens of thousands of people have had severe adverse events to it. Even the CDC admits they're pushing almost 2000 deaths in the United States related to this vaccine. Now, of course, as most individuals, if you do your own research, you find out real quick that the VAERS reporting system only per, per covers a small amount of individuals that actually have adverse events. This is usually minute because a lot of times they don't even report it or they don't even realize it's what caused it. Or C, the CDC doesn't even accept some of the stuff that comes in because they say it's erroneous. It's been too long since you've had a side effect and it's not related to the vaccine. Well, now at the same time, there's an article I saw this morning out of MarketWatch as they're trying to get this push for this vaccine passport. They're getting so aggressive with it now, and we've brought it up for the last eight, nine months, and my reasoning in bringing it up again is because I want to encourage people. This is not something that we can allow as a new normal. Whether that means not getting one and still trying to travel, whether that means having something that basically declares that you don't have to basically abide by this, whatever it may be, we have to fight this tooth and nails that continues to come up because it's going to – this article is from Market Watch, and if you guys have read their articles, they're pretty left. So this isn't even something that is trying to promote 
or not promote it. They're just pretty much talking about it from a left agenda and from what the airlines and from a marketplace standpoint. It said leading airlines and businesses are now asking the administration to develop temporary credentials that will let travelers show they've been tested and vaccinated for COVID-19. Various groups and countries are working on developing so-called vaccine passports aimed at adding more travel. They said it's crucial to establish uniform guidance, and the U.S. must be a leader in this development, said more than two dozen groups to the letter in a letter Monday to the White House. The group includes the main U.S. and international airline trade organizations, airline labor unions, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Now, here's the part you're going to love. This is right buried right in the middle of the article, like typical propaganda, and it says right here, The World Health Organization and the United Nations are working on a type of information to include in this credential. The airlines industry are particularly interested in having the CDC take the leading role, believing that would certainly increase the information and the credentials and make them legitimate. So there you have it. They don't care about the United States leading the role. They want the CDC, probably one of the top most corrupt agencies in the United States, combined with the World Health Organization and the United Nations to dictate what will be in that vaccine passport and what will essentially dictate what allows you to travel freely, unmolested, on your way, which is a God-given right to every single American and cannot be granted to you as a freedom. What this passport is designed to do is designed to be another psychological operation on the populace. They first told us you weren't allowed to work. They shut your business down. Then they told you if you did go to a business that was open that was essential like Amazon or Walmart or Costco, you had to wear a mask and you had to social distance. Then they came in later on and said you're not allowed to travel anywhere right now unless you take a test and test negative. Then they came in and said, oh, well, now if you get the injection – You can associate with other people who are vaccinated, and you don't have to wear a mask now. Well, thank you, CDC, for giving us permission to do that, even though we've done that the entire time of this so-called alleged pandemic. And so now what they're doing is they're saying, well, we're going to decide what we're going to put in these credentials to allow you to fly again. This is all about consent-based permission. There is no legal standpoint to stop people from traveling based on if they have had an RNA injection that was never approved by the FDA. There's zero, zero pretext to this. There's there's none. There is nothing that has ever been brought up in law and court that has allowed this type of behavior. But because people have continued to accept it a little bit more, 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 there's a high percentage. A lot of people are going to go, you know what? I need to travel. I don't want to have any blowback. I'm just going to get a shot so I can get this dog on passport and get over with it and see what happens. That is the worst possible thing you could do right now in this situation. We have to hold the line on the ability to maintain consent of our own lives, our own work, our own travel, and specifically our own bodies. Once you start handing over that consent 
to a foreign entity like the WHO and the CDC and the World Health Organization or the WHO and uh, the United Nations. You start coming in and saying, well, they said I have to get this injection, so I'm going to do it. You no longer have any rights anymore, my friends. Let me clarify that. You are handing over your rights to those individuals because you are saying you know more about my body and you know more about my health and you know more about what I should and shouldn't do than I do. So I'm going to allow you to force me to take something into my body that I don't want, but I'm going to take it anyways because you say I have to have it. That is essentially slavery is what that is, my friends, if you want to get down to the definition of it. You are forcing somebody to do something they don't want to do because you told them to do it. You are now basically their slave. They own you, and trust me, my friends – Believe me when I say this, if we go down this road, do you really think it's going to stop at COVID passports? I've, I've talked to multiple people now, multiple people that have said I've, – I've talked about, about the vaccines. They're like, you know what? I don't know. They're like, I, I like traveling. You know, We haven't done anything last year and a half. You know, If it comes down to it, if that's the only way to travel – I'm, I'm probably just going to get this shot and just deal with it. And I said, really? I said, you're, you're going you're gonna to break the line that easy. Well, you know, I don't really want it, but, you know, I really want to be able to travel again. And I, I just shake my head and I go, wow, man, talk about just completely and totally giving up your convictions for nothing. You know, selling your basically your hair, your inheritance for a cup of porridge, so to speak. Use a Bible verse analogy. That's exactly what we're going to do because trust me. Once we consent to this, the next one rolls out, and the next one rolls out, and the next idea they have comes out. And sure enough, before long, they're telling you you're not allowed to go in the grocery store until you get a biomarker tracker that can monitor all of your viruses you're exposed to so it can notify you if you're exposed to COVID-19 or COVID-25 or COVID-30 or whatever next one they want to come up with. You say, hey, listen, we got to scan your hand. Oh, you don't. You don't have that that chip in your hand. Uh, we we don't know if you're sick or not. You gotta you gotta put this technology in so we can monitor you 24 seven to find out if you ever get sick. Get us. It's for your protection, bud. This is all your for protection. They already have the technology they've been discussing now of injecting RFID chips in people that can monitor what medications you've taken what your blood pressure is, what your temperature is, all these different medical devices. They've already come up with that, and they've used them. They've already tested them repeatedly. What makes you think that's not going to be the next step when they come out and say, you know what, the vaccine's not working fast enough. We need up-to-date, real-time notification on a person for them to be able to travel or for them to be able to go to the store so we can tell immediately if that person is sick and we can adjust accordingly because, again, it's for your protection. My friends, this is not going to stop unless we make it stop. I cannot say that any more sincerely. What do you think, Dad? Uh, you know, Austin, the, 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 everything is just gay is being geared toward this vaccine globally. I mean, they're trying their best to get the entire population of the planet injected with a device that basically doesn't prevent the spread of COVID, doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, but it changes your DNA. I mean, it's just absolutely nuts what they're doing. I mean, you know, Moderna's top scientist has said, we are actually hacking the software of life. Dr. Tal Zaks, the chief medical officer of Moderna, explained in a TED Talk how the company's mRNA vaccine was designed to work. Now, this was in 2017 before the COVID even happened. Over the last 30 years, he said, we've been living 
this phenomenal digital scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we are actually hacking the software of life and that is changing the way we think about prevention and the treatment of disease. He went on to explain that the human body is made up of organs and made up of cells. In every cell, there's the things called a messenger RNA. And for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA and our genes to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made of. This is critical information that determines what the cell will do, so we think about it as an operating systems. So if you could change that, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code, it turns out that it has a profound implication for everything from flu to cancer. In other words, they're doing exactly what they did in Genesis chapter 6. They're changing human DNA. And what does the media do about this? What does the media do? They push and push and push and push the COVID vaccine. And the COVID, you know, non-event is what this is. It's a pandemic, not a pandemic. And even with Donald Trump, it wasn't any different. Remember, Donald Trump said the most important thing that he did in his administration was to develop this vaccine. Well, number one, Donald Trump had nothing to do with the vaccine. It was probably here a long time ago. Israel said that they had the vaccine back in February of last year. You know, when the thing first hit. They said that. You know, I've posted it on our news site. In addition to that, these massive manufacturers who got billions and billions of dollars with their research teams, you know, they are the ones who developed the vaccine. Trump had nothing to do with it, though we, the taxpayer, paid for it. But Trump's taking credit for a vaccine that is specifically designed to be a eugenics product. It causes placental detachment in pregnant women. Now, let me, let me explain that to you. Again, the placenta has to feed the baby as it's being formed. If it gets detached from the uterus, the baby starves to death and dies. It causes massive problems with miscarriages, but yet they're telling pregnant women to get the vaccine. This is a massive eugenics device in order to massively reduce the population of the war of the world down to their stated goal. I've been to the Georgia Guidestones. I've stood there and taken pictures of them, and it says they want a population of the planet, a sustainable population of five hundred million not into the billions but 500 million which means they want an approximate 90 percent reduction of the population of the planet now this is insanity but this is what they want why because they're i guess they're globalist handlers or they're entities that run the world or whatever we talk about on this show that's what they want and that's what they have said is their edict i guess they don't really need that many humans running around producing energy for them i don't know but the way, but the mainstream of media has, has basically devolved. You know, it's pathetic. I mean, all it's doing is pushing this royal story about Meghan and Prince Harry and, you know, Pierce Morgan. And all I do is when I see those types of stories is want to go gag myself for the whole place setting. These people nauseate me. Meghan's just an actress. I don't care what the royal family is doing. I don't care what Prince Harry is doing or Prince Charles is doing. I don't care about any of them. Yeah, to me, that whole thing is nauseating. Why they think they're royal blue bloods? Is that because they were born with Nephilim in them? Remember, if you go back with Prince Charles, he bragged one time that his bloodline goes back to Vlad the Impaler. Oh, that guy, that's right. He was also known as Count Dracula. Gosh, you can't make this stuff up. So are they basically telling us that they're blue bloods because of the Count Dracula blood? Are they telling us they're blue bloods because of the Nephilim blood? I don't know, and I don't care, and they don't have a right to rule over humans like they do. It's nauseating. The whole thing with the British monarchy is enough, <clears throat> but that's all the media wants to talk about. 
And I was doing my best not to even discuss any of this stuff, but it, it's so overwhelming in the media. Why? Because they're covering up the implementation of 5G. Now the 5G towers just went up a few miles away from us on the interstate. They're implementing, they're changing, they're, they're changing the narrative on what's going on with 5G and all of the side effects and all the horrible things that it's causing. They're changing the narrative with what's going on with all the people dying and all of the horrible adverse side effects of this vaccine they're injecting in everybody. They're not discussing any of that in mainstream media. They're talking about Megan the actor on Oprah. I can't stand Oprah. I was asked to be on Oprah back in the 90s, and I turned her down. I said, absolutely not. I have no interest in it. It was after I had spoken at one of the success seminars in Chicago, and we had about, I guess, 20,000, 30,000 people there for the event, and they contacted Acted me and wanted me to be on the Oprah Winfrey show, and I told them absolutely not. Had no interest in being anywhere near her. She's another globalist person who is completely and totally compromised. But the guys, all they're doing is killing the country, destroying what it was to be an American. Disney's now taking out Dumbo and Peter Pan, you know, taking them out of the kids' profile. So you can't watch Dumbo or Peter Pan or Swiss Family Robinson or the Aristocats on Disney streaming for children for the kids profile because they've been canceled. I mean, repeat that. Dumbo, Peter Pan, Swiss Family Robinson, and the Aristocats. Why? Because they're basically, you know, racist. Why, why are they racist? I mean, this is crazy. You know, in Dumbo, the crowd, the crows in a musical number play homage to a racist minstrel show where white performers were blackened faces and tattered clothing imitated and ridiculed enslaved Africans on southern plantations, Disney says. The, the company has that the leader of the group in Dumbo is Jim Crow, which shares the names of laws that enforce racial segregation of the United States and southern United States. Meanwhile, Peter Pan has been dropped due to its portrayal of native people in a stereotypic manner that reflects neither the diversity of native people nor their authentic cultural tradition. I've watched all of these, all of them. I've never seen anything, anything in here that has ever made me think any of that. And as for Swiss Family Robinson, the pirates who antagonize the Robinson family are portrayed as a stereotypical foreign menace, Disney explains. Wait a minute. They're, they're stereotypical formal, formal, formal menace? Are you joking me? And this is the culture that we now live in. It's the cancel culture. They want to destroy everything. That made America what America is. Yesterday, my youngest daughter brought some friends over from college, and I was talking to them, and, and, and I'm going to get kind of personal here for just a second so you guys don't get mad at me because I just try to tell you the truth. And one of the kids came over, and he's a guy, and he's got like six earrings in each ear. He's wearing like 12 earrings, and he's appearing exceedingly feminine. And I asked him, I said, what's up with the earrings? And he goes, oh, well, I want to express to who I am. And I, so I asked him, I looked at him, and I said, well, i got to ask you a question, but I said, are you gay? And he goes, oh, no, 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 I've got a girlfriend. I said, oh, okay. I said, okay, I just I thought I'd ask. And I said, do you want people to think you're gay? And he goes, oh, no, no, I don't want to think that either. And I said, why are you wearing like six earrings in each year? I said, it, it looks extremely feminine. Now, I'm not saying that a guy can't wear an earring. I'm not saying any of that. But the way it was done, the way he was looking, all of it was just kind of weird to me. You know, I mean, I've seen some pretty macho guys before, like wearing a diamond stud in one of their ears, and you know, and they work out with weights, and this guy did not, and and, and basically they got you know a twenty-inch neck, and they're wearing an earring. Okay, whatever, who cares? But the reality is, how do we portray ourselves in today's society in this culture that we live in? What do we want to project?
what is the image that we want of the United States of America? Do we want an image of the United States of America, of a bunch of weak, sniveling cowards that are waiting for the next edict from the CDC? You know, waiting to get, willing to give up our rights and our travel, you know, or willing to do anything to travel against you. You could go freely and unmolested on your way on an airplane. Well, why don't you just drive? How about that? Why don't we just all drive? You know, the United States is a pretty big place. You know, we could drive all over the place and basically see a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you don't have to go to Europe. You don't have to go to China. You don't have to go to Russia. It's not one of those things that if you don't do it, your life won't be complete. But people are willing to give up anything. Like Austin said, for a pot of porridge, they're going to give up their inheritance. They're going to give up what we fought for in the United States of America, what generations have died for with World War One, World War Two, the War of 1812, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, all of these things that have made the country what it is. We're willing to step aside now. Why? Because we were built, we were basically born into the decline of the United States after World War II. It kept because of the Frankfurt School and what it did as far as teaching people horrible communist ideals and doctrines from Marx and Lenin and Stalin. That's what this was all about. And now here we have this cancel culture, which is part of the communist mantra that we're all the same, that we have no class differentiation, and, and we're basically all supposed to get the same exact amount of money, and we're all supposed to be, you know, wards of the state, and the state is God, and that's how we now think CDC is God. It's, it's, it's issued a new edict. Listen to the edict of the CDC. It is trying to help you and help the people. It's not even a government agency that we ever elected anybody into. And then Fauci last week appeared on the platform with their head of the CDC of the Chinese Communist Party and had a big news conference. Well, now he's appearing with communists on the same platform. And you didn't hear the news media talk about that. And see, this is what we have become in the United States of America because of mass programming based upon the Freudian example of, <laughs> of collective consciousness and how to control it. This is what he's trying to do. with Freud. That's what Freud was trying to do. Bernays, his uncle or cousin or whatever he was, is trying to do as far as with the advertising, the mass hypnosis. And then, of course, we have the Leipzig connection of bringing this unbelievably horrible Pavlovian conditioning into the school systems. I mean, all of us who basically could really think much in school, we all were pretty much bored. I mean, to be honest with you, we were pretty much bored because it was all a bunch of rote memory stuff is all it was. You're a good little slave. Memorize this. You're a good little slave. Memorize that. But good little slaves don't think. Little slaves don't do what they want to do. Little slaves don't ask questions. Sit there. Shut up. Be quiet. Or we'll put you on Ritalin to make you be quiet. But I want to ask a question. I don't really agree with what they said. I remember one time I was in college. I was in the graduate program at FSU. And I'll never forget, the professor had a question on the exam. It was an economics question or whatever. I don't remember anymore. And, and he basically asked us the question. And I knew what he thought, but I disagreed with him, disagreed with him. So I answered the question exactly how he wanted me to answer it. I, and I wrote on my question. I said, in my answer, I said, this is what you want me to say. So I'm going to answer this question the way you want me to. Please only allow this portion of the question to be used for grammar. I said that right on the exam, and I wrote out the answer several paragraphs of what he wanted. And then I put down, by the way, this is what I believe it is. And I wrote out several paragraphs of what I thought it was. And I thought, well, we'll see what happens. And he, he gave me like an extra plus five, plus ten points, whatever it was. It seemed 40 years ago, I don't remember. But he gave me extra credit for it because I actually was thinking outside of the box. At one time, that was actually rewarded. That was rewarded in the school systems, but they don't do it anymore. Now we've got kids committing suicide all over the place. I've got a friend of mine who's had two children now in the last 
year that have committed suicide. Two of three of his children are dead. One of them shot himself and the other one hung himself. It's horrible. And, and you know, you think, what's going on? Well, a lot of times what happens is these kids are put on Prozac or, or some other type of, you know, tricyclic antidepressant or serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And many of these types of drugs have black box warnings that these drugs cause children to commit suicide. So why is that? Why is the suicide rate so high now with kids? Well, the reality is a lot of it has to do with video teaching, which is not the same as homeschooling. The suicide rate in children has nothing to do with being taught at home. everything to do with how educators are teaching by video. You know, you can make a video presentation so unbelievably boring that everybody wants to fall asleep and go scream and run out the back door. You can. I've seen it. Or you can make it really entertaining so people actually enjoy doing it. The problem is our school systems have been rewarded now because of the Frankfurt School indoctrination and because of the communist mantra being taught in the school systems to build obedient little slaves who don't question the narrative. Hence, you walk into Walmart and everybody's wearing a mask. Still, though we know the masks don't work, though we know two masks don't work, I see people two and three masks walking around, and you think, well, they don't work. Well, our school system has been designed to program the kids in all of these basically <laughs> genres of education that basically being an obedient slave is the answer, the same thing they did in the Soviet Union. And guys, this is not okay. We've got to start teaching our children critical thinking and how to ask questions and how not to go with the flow. I heard an old speaker say one time, even a dead fish could float downstream. We've got to go against the current. We've got to ask questions. This is what causes innovation. This is what causes growth. This is what makes a person a better person is when you ask questions and you try to figure it out. Another thing I want to share with you guys be very careful who you hang out with. Now, let me share this with you. This is important, and I'll go back to Austin. When you hang out with people that are bad, that want to go out and do drugs, or who want to go out to you know strip clubs, or who want to go out and basically get drunk all the time, or who use you know really filthy language and take, you know, take God's name in vain all the time, when you allow yourself to be in an environment with that type of behavioral pattern going on around you, the Bible says that bad company will corrupt good character. You need to realize that. And what is it happening from a physics standpoint? You get what's called proton entanglement. And so what happens is you become quantumly entangled with these individuals, and you start getting attracted to them as far as wanting to hang out with them and doing things with them. And eventually, in many cases, you start doing the same thing that they're doing. You start doing crazy stuff that you shouldn't be doing, even as an adult. So it's important that you pick your friends right. And not be allowed and not allow yourself to associate with people that are nuts. And, you know, quite frankly, that's a very broad term I'm using right now. People who are maybe I should say it this way. People who are given over to the dark side, stay away from them. Now, if you need to minister to them and talk to them about Jesus, that's great. Go ahead and do as much of that as you possibly, possibly can. But remember, you don't want to be best buddies with these people. You don't want to hang out with people that, you know, want to listen to really weird stuff and go to satanic meetings and all the crazy stuff that's going on right now. Avoid these people. Don't allow yourself to become quantumly entangled with these folks. Very, very, very important. And keep your children at a point where they're constantly asking questions and help them to question the narrative. Help them to realize that it's not okay to be a mindless amoeba that basically will do everything the government tells them to do. 
not okay. Austin, what do you think, bud? That was extremely well said. And the thing is, if you train a child when they're young and you continue to push them in a direction, exactly what dad just said, of questioning things, there's nothing wrong with kids questioning stuff. Now, if I tell Hunter, hey, you need to do this right now, and he goes, yes, sir, but why are we doing that? Dude, I, I've never, I've never gotten mad at him one time, never spanked him anything for that. I love it when he asks questions. Stuff. Well, dad, why? Why are we doing this? Why? What is this for? And because at this age right now, it's not in a disrespectful mode. It's in a, well, okay, we want to do that, but why are we doing it, Dad? I don't understand it. And then I try to explain to him the best I can you know, on that level that makes him understand it. Dad used to do the same thing for me when I was younger. He used to always answer questions because I was the same way. I was obnoxious with it. Just, why this? Why is that? Why, what does this mean? What does that mean? But that's building connections. That's allowing the child to actually have cognitive function and say, well, if we're going here to do this, why are we going to do that? Now, at four years old, and they ask you that question, it may seem rather ridiculous they're asking you that. But in most cases at that age, they really don't know. So when you tell them this is why we're doing it, they go, oh, we're going here to do this because dad said it's for this reason. That makes sense now. Now they just developed a new connection. What we have found now in this younger generation is that there is no cognitive reasoning anymore. There's just, this is why you do it. You don't ask questions, and you stop right here. If you go past that, you fail. If you don't go that far, you fail. You do exactly what you're told. The school system is designed now to grow good little servants. Do what we tell you. Do it how we tell you. Don't ask questions. Shut up. That's pretty much the gist of how a lot of stuff is taught. Now, there's still, I will say, there's still a lot of good teachers out there that are still trying to make their kids ask questions. They're still trying to help them have good brain growth. The problem with it is this is not getting better in this country. It's getting much worse. And as long as now we start promoting this idiotic cancel culture with some of the most asinine things we've brought up all i mean just over the last couple of weeks with you know pepe Le Pew to jeep grand cherokee to what dad's talking about now with these movies with peter pam swiss family robinson dude, that was an incredible movie i mean coconut grenades i mean it how's it get much better than that i used to love that movie when i was younger giant tree fort i mean it gave you all these cool ideas of stuff you could do on an island, whether or not they were truly functional, you know, I haven't attempted a lot of them, but it was definitely a cool movie. But then again, it's exactly what dad's talked about. They want to remove anything that allows somebody to question this or promote this. This is why I've encouraged a lot of people. If there's good, older, clean movies that you liked as a kid or you think your kids may like as they're this age as they get older, buy them on DVD. DVDs are cheap now. I mean, you can go on eBay and buy movies for you know three, four, five, six dollars for DVDs. The reason why I'm saying this, we're reaching a time now where book burning, and I'm using that term broad on every aspect, whether it's movies, whether it's books, whether it's research, book burning now is becoming a social norm. If there's something in literature if there's something in movies, if there's something in historical facts that somebody doesn't like and a group collectively gets offended by them because they wear their feelings on their sleeves, they automatically demand that be completely removed. Not that it's something currently that a business may be doing that's egregious. Not even just that. Something that happened 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 years ago or like dad brought up yesterday 
when the seven-year-old boy writes an article or a paper on the crucifixion of Christ and what the Jews did in the Old Testament that's biblically and historically accurate and ties it into what happened, all of a sudden he's some anti-Semitic nightmare because his seven-year-old quotes the Bible. Quotes the Bible. Guys, where are we going to draw the line with this canceling our past? I get it with certain businesses because I've told you the same thing. If a certain business is promoting abortion, if a certain business is massively promoting transgenderism and promoting perversion, if a business is massively trying to encourage my Second Amendment rights no longer be available to me, why in the world am I going to give them money? I'm not going to give them money. That's a simple aspect of it. But going back now and saying, well, this happened in 1940 in a film and we're canceling it. This happened during the Civil War, so this statute is coming down now. This individual did this back in the 1700s, so we're no longer even going to recognize any of their other accomplishments because we found out at one point in time there was a slave somewhere that he may have had. You go, was anybody alive back then, currently today? No. You're talking about numerous generations that are long past that even get to our point now. So you're going to go stomp on this dude's grave, and you have no idea what was actually going on at that current time in history, nor do you want to. I remember I heard a lot of stuff. People you know, constantly discuss things about Christopher Columbus. He did this bad, and he did this good, and he did this bad, and he did this good. He came in and killed all these people. He did this. And I go, listen, were you alive in the late 1400s? I wasn't. I was not alive late in the 1400s. So I don't know about anybody of our listeners. Don't think you were. If you were, it's probably some weird reason why. But no, I'm obviously being sarcastic. But also, too, at that point in time, if you went into a store or you were in a marketplace and you stole something, they took you out back and they cut your hand off immediately. No trial, no nothing. That was very barbaric at that point in time in history. So when people come in, they say, well, this group came in and they killed all these people. Was that horrific? It probably was. Probably horrible. But trying to sit here and cancel something from five, six hundred years ago and say, well, we're not even going to acknowledge this. We're not even going to look at this. We're going to completely erase this from history because something happened we read about that made us upset and our feelings were on our sleeves today and we don't like it. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, two can play that game. If we're going to start canceling things, well, I'm going to start canceling anything and anybody that promotes this perverted transgender cross-dressing ideology to be promoted. We're going to cancel it. If we're going to go this route, we're just going to start going in now. And quite frankly, I was talking about it in the gym last night with my buddy Clayton. We were working out. I said the only way to start combating this is to start pushing back on them in the exact same way they're pushing back. He said now there's a actually a very large movement across the country, and it's I identify as super straight. They've even started bringing out their own flag now. So if you, if you want to identify as a transgender, I identify as super straight. So if you say something to me that's offensive and you're telling me that I have to promote your transgender ideology and I'm not going to deal with it, you are now offending me because I identify as super straight and your ideology is offensive to me and I'm canceling you now. This is how far we've had to take it. It's almost a joke now because this has gotten so insane and out of control. And the problem with it is, as I said earlier, the only way this stops – 
is if we hold the line and make it stop. This constantly going in and compromising a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and compromising here and there, compromising there, it doesn't work. It never has. As Dad just said, bad company corrupts good character. I've seen it personally in my own life, even when I was younger. And he's absolutely right. You, you, just certain people, you got to be very limited on how you hang out with them. You can't hang out with them very much. There's certain groups you really can't be around very often. There's certain places you probably don't need to go. And this is where we're at now. The same ideology applies today. There's certain concepts and there's certain ideas that we cannot go along with as Christians and accept. We can't sit back and say, hey, listen, it's okay to take our children to transgender storybook hours and have a grown man in a tutu and stockings read them books about being transgender and cross-dressing and glorifying it. That's not something you can do. Now, we all have to deal with our own lives, and we have all kinds of things we all have to battle and deal with. There's no doubt about that. But one thing that is sure is that we are fully responsible for how our children grow up, what they're exposed to, and what essentially they learn over the period of their time. And as dad's always said, dude, once you're 18, you got your own choices. You got to deal with your own consequences. You want to go do dumb stuff? You got consequences. You want to go speed in a car and get in a huge accident and almost die? You got consequences to that. You want to go run around and start using all types of illicit drugs? There's probably going to be consequences of that too. You want to go run around and start doing all these crazy things that they're trying to normalize now? But the biggest thing about it is that's consenting as an adult, and you have to deal with the consequences. These little children, they don't know what all this means yet. A four-year-old doesn't understand what it means to go on gender-bending you know, uh, medications. It doesn't, an eight or nine year old doesn't understand if they start going on puberty blocking hormones and they start going on testosterone as a girl, what it's going to do to them for the rest of their entire life. They don't understand that. So to sit back and say that these young children have the mental capacity to understand this is full blown child abuse and it should be addressed. And it should be thought of the exact same way. It's ironic. I talked to a buddy of mine the other day that, you know, he's basically been in bodybuilding before. And he said, it's ironic, you know, guys, if they're having a real issue with testosterone and they can't get them up with the natural supplements like Tribulus and Testo Plus, which those supplements we run and we have here at the office usually work really good. But sometimes as guys get older, sometimes even those supplements don't always work. They do most of the time, but sometimes they don't. And, you know, if a guy wants to go get on testosterone replacement therapy, which is a basic TRT. I mean, it's, it's nothing abnormal. They've done it for a very long time, and it's not a huge deal if the guy can't use any supplements to get his testosterone where it's going to be because I've always been on the same premise as well. If you use Tribulus and you use Tongat and you use Testoplush and you exhaust every option and you're 60, 70, 80 years old and you still can't get your testosterone where it needs to be, quite frankly, it's healthier to go on testosterone replacement therapy than it is to have low T because of what it starts doing to the bones and everything else and but it was crazy is if a 60 70 80 year old guy wants to go on hormone replacement therapy he's got to get blood work done every couple months they have to constantly change his doses they got to monitor him everything for just being on trt but yet a 16 year old girl can go in and say hey i want to transition to a male i want to start going on testosterone over in europe and they go oh that's perfectly fine uh, just uh, fill this out, fill this out here, fill this out here. And I brought the article up a couple weeks ago, how there's groups in Europe that are actually doing this and getting away with it, and they're just doing 
over the online consultations and they're prescribing these girls testosterone if they want to gender change. Does nobody else see the problem with this? Understand where we are, my friends, and it is so important right now more than ever that we continue, as I said, to hold the line. We're now seeing now over 50% of Americans in a new questionnaire are now questioning Biden's mental health. A Rasmussen poll reveals over half of Americans now question regarding Joe Biden's physical and mental health, why more than half are concerned about the fact he has not held a press conference for almost 50 days now. Now, again, it doesn't take much of somebody to understand any aspect of psychology or physiology to realize Biden is a complete and total shell of a man now. He's got full-blown Alzheimer's or dementia, whatever is going on with him. He can't even function at all. It's embarrassing. And what's ironic now, a lot – I was reading some comments the other day in a video that got posted on him, and you got these far-left trolls that go, guys, listen – you need to stop talking about him this way. He's got a minor stuttering problem. That's all he has. You have to stop treating him like this. And the next video pops up, and he's reading a teleprompter and cannot even get through the teleprompter. Can't even get through it. You guys saw the other day, he was basically uh, asked about the defense secretary. Couldn't even remember his name. Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense, said, yeah, the, the guy that works in that outfit out there. What? Are you kidding me right now? And then there's a video that was almost – it was downright embarrassing. He went to a hardware store in D.C. the beginning of the week, and he tried to come in just as like to make an appearance, and a bunch of reporters showed up and started asking him questions. And he starts standing around, and he starts looking at his handlers that are like standing around him, and he's got this literal – Deer in headlights look like he has no idea where he's at. He's completely lost. Honestly, it was the first time I actually almost felt bad for him. Almost felt bad for him. He looked like he was so confused. He did not know where he was at. Like he was like getting out of here. And all of a sudden his handlers come and say, oh, he's not taking any questions right now. And they like whisk him off. And he's like, he's like kind of stumbling around looking up at the ceiling like, oh, my gosh, where am I at? Get me home. The guy hasn't had a press conference hasn't done a formal open press conference, a serious intel of what's going on in 50 days now? Are you joking me? And everybody's supposed to just keep pretending like he's the president of the United States? This is an embarrassment to our country. Everybody needs to start calling it what it is. It's a full-blown theft of a constitutional republic, and it's an embarrassment of our country to have this man sitting here. And it's about time everybody start calling a garden of weeds a garden of weeds, and we start making our voice heard on this. This is why they're downright terrified of us right now in Capitol. This is why they have eight and ten foot tall fences with razor wire with National Guard stationed all around them. They are terrified of the American populace right now because they know people are starting to wake up and realize what's going on. Rasmussen polls not a you know it's not basically like a super biased like right wing poll or anything like that. They're coming out now. They're saying, dude, half the people in this poll, which basically represent a huge portion of the country, they don't think Biden's even fit to run this country at all. And I fully agree with that. He's simply a puppet that's being used up there. But at what point in time do we call a puppet a puppet and we start making a difference and making changes all across the country? It, it's time America stand up and no longer give our consent to what's going on. And that goes all the way down now to this vaccine passport that they're trying to push on everybody. What do you think, Dad? Well, uh, you know, Biden, and I feel sorry for him. I'm not even going to pretend like I don't, I don't like the guy. I mean, he's, an, he's a career grifter. 
he's a career criminal, but I feel sorry for him because he's been pushed into a position of power and authority now that is basically not real anyhow because it's more of a figurehead position. But the media didn't know what to do because he was the one that they picked, and he was the one that basically the handlers decided to use because he would be less opposition. You know, Donald Trump, you know, kicked against the goad, fought against some of this stuff, you know, several times. Let me explain to you what kicked against the goad means. Because I've, I've heard that when I was a kid. It's a Bible verse. It, it, it says, you know, the oxen kicks against the goad. And what they did is they had spikes set in front of the wagon. And so if they, one, they had an oxen team pulling and they didn't want one oxen pulling more than the other oxen, so they would put spikes at the back, at the front of the, the front of the wagon so that if one oxen got slack, feet, his back of his shins would stick against the goad, which is a spike. And so they want to have an even team pulling. That's what it means, kick against the goad. And so they didn't want to kick against the goad when the oxen were pulling the wagons. So they would both pull together, made it a lot more efficient. This is what they wanted to do. They didn't want anybody kicking against the goad as president because Donald Trump would come in and say things on his tweets that basically was against what they wanted to do, like he never attacked Iran because I guess he didn't want to attack Iran. I don't know. But the reality is is that they wanted somebody in there who could be a complete and total puppet, somebody who didn't even know they were there. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we had with, you know, Obama. You know, pretty much everybody who has done the research really questions whether or not he, he was born in the United States and if he was born in Kenya. And they basically say that his wife was a transgender. At least Joan Rivers came out publicly and said that. And she was dead a few months later. But the reality is... They want to have a person up there who's basically vanilla, who does exactly what they're told. They can move them around, and they did it. They, they, they did it. They didn't want somebody up there questioning the narrative because the country is run via the CIA. The CIA took over the country after the Kennedy assassination, and it works together with Mossad and MI6 to basically run a, a shadow government, a shadow world that controls policies. This is where we have found the United States of America. That's why Kennedy wanted to get rid of the CIA, and that's why they blew his head off in Dallas. And the view of everybody, including the entire world, got to see that. And again, here's what like Austin's talking about. These things with the masks and these things with the travel passports and these things with the COVID vaccine, these are all crossroad decisions. They can completely change your life. I mean, you can, you can die from the COVID vaccine. You can be permanently disabled from the COVID vaccine. You have all of these side effects that are possible. And when you have certain types of decisions, you don't really see them when they're happening in many cases. You know, I remember years ago, I was 18 years old, and I jumped in a car with a bunch of guys that I didn't know that well. And they were older than me. And we were going to Orlando. And they break out some, some drugs, some marijuana. And I was in college. And I told them, I said, no, I don't want to do this. Take me. I'm, I'm giving you a very abbreviated, short version of this. And I told him, take me back to my car. And and basically, I told the guy who was driving that I was going to basically knock him upside the head if he didn't take me back to my car because I wasn't going to be involved if they got stopped because nobody was going to believe that I wasn't also taking the drugs. Well, so they took me back to the car. And you know, I was I was a bodybuilder back then. I used to work out. You know, it was pretty macho. In fact, what I'm going to do, I told Sharon, I've got one of my old bodybuilding photos. I'm going to send it out on ST Brower Instagram for Thursday. So if you're curious, you know, if I was, if I'm running my mouth or if I was really in good shape, I'll send you a picture of me when I was like 18 to 20 years of age on the Instagram on ST Brower on Thursday. So please sign up for that. But what was interesting about this is that, you know, we have to make these choices when they become available for us to make. Now, Austin 
Clinton said about the revisionists of history. It's true, guys. You know, so much of what we've been taught about World War II is a lie. So much of what we were taught about World War I is a lie. So much of what we've been taught about the League of Nations is a lie. Myron Fagan has a really good multi-hour program out that basically was done, you know, 60 years ago, which he talks about the formation of the League of Nations and the CFR and how the Rothschild banking cartel were the ones who did it. And I've posted it multiple times on our website. We've got to keep the history alive that we know. Buy the videos, like Austin said. You usually get them used. Sometimes you go to a pawn shop and get them for 30 cents a piece and get the videos that you really watched as a child that you want your kids to watch because they're going away. They really are. It's like I asked that kid yesterday. I said, you know, do you want people to think that you're gay? And for some reason, this generation seems to want that. And I really don't understand why they would want that, you know, unless they're gay, I guess. I mean, I really don't agree with any of those lifestyle choices, but I, I don't understand. And now the article has just come out and it says the alpha generation, the kids that are there right now, will have fewer artists, musicians, and digital devices maybe to blame. For most people of a certain age, their brains tend to see the big picture before settling into focus on the details. Those growing up in the digital age, however, are being rewired to see the world a whole lot differently. Researchers in Hungary say children who start to use digital devices at a young age pay more attention to tiny details and less to the whole picture. A team from Lorand University finds growing up with mobile device or tablet in your hand alters how the brain works. The phenomenon will likely lead to more scientists in the coming decades, but fewer artists and musicians that add that teaching methods may even have to change. But here's the thing. I'm not even guaranteeing they're going to have more scientists. You know, they're not. These are the children that are born after 2010. They live in a constant exposure to digital technology on a daily basis. So keep your kids off the iPads. I'm going to post this article. Keep your kids off of the cell phones. Don't do this to them. They're having improper brain development when they use these types of devices on an ongoing basis. People use them as a babysitting device, for heaven's sakes. They just they hand it to the child. They give them the iPad. You know, when they go to a grocery store and they sit in the cart and they play on the iPad or the iPhone, or they go to the restaurant and they sit there and play on the iPad or the iPhone. I've seen it, and so have you guys. And it's changing the brains of these kids very important to keep the kids off this and very important not to believe revisionist history there's a really good book you can get it for free you can't use google to find it because it won't come up but you can use DuckDuckGoGo, and it's called the bad war and it talks about an alternative view of world war ii and what happened and don't get me wrong i believe the holocaust happened i do i believe they were concentration camps because i know there were but i don't know how many people died i wasn't in the camps i don't know what the real numbers were so question the narrative on every single thing. And some of you guys are now saying, what do you mean? You don't believe there's six million dead? I don't know how many are dead. I don't know. I wasn't there. I know a lot of historians have written alternative chapters to that, and now they're all being labeled as anti-Semitic works. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But they're saying that when you quote the Gospel of John, it's anti-Semitic. So where do you draw the line? Like I said, I've never been a book burner, but – I don't read certain things, especially satanic stuff. I don't want to read that stuff. I don't want that stuff in my mind. But as far as history and questioning narratives and questioning what really happened, you know, I got to ask myself, you know, you know, to the victors, you know, they basically are the revisionists and they write the history books. And I need to ask myself another question. 
Maybe it's better to read a book from somebody who was there, who saw the research, who understood what happened. That's how I look at it. Instead of just believing the narrative, like Austin said, we don't know what happened with Christopher Columbus. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what he did or what he didn't do. We don't know how much the narrative has been changed. Now they're trying to cancel Christopher Columbus. Well, of course they would. they got to cancel everybody. They have to cancel everybody who's a basically, I guess, a white person who did something that maybe maybe helped the world or expanded the European empire or whatever. Everybody's got to get canceled, canceled, canceled. Heck, Ted Austin Brower Show, we got canceled off of YouTube over three years ago. We were one of the first ones that got the yoke pulled. Why? Because we've been telling you guys this truth for all these years. By the way, Biden has said he wants to be the most transparent president ever, but now he's still embracing secrecy. Why is that happening? Because he really doesn't know what he's doing. And quite frankly, he never had any intentions of being transparent. (laughs) Declaration to travel. The government reveals a new exit permit required to leave England. Now you can't even leave England without having an exit permit. Beginning March the 8th, anyone who enters a port of departure to travel internationally in England without a completed form will be committing a criminal offense even if they're legally entitled to travel, currently England is under stay-at-home rule that is scheduled to continue through May. Unbelievable. And holidays are not allowed, both at home and overseas. Airlines, train operators, and ferry companies will be required to check that passengers have a valid reason to travel. Papira bitta. British Home Secretary Preeti Patel told Parliament that the declaration of travel was a necessary step to protect the public and our world-class vaccination program, implying that it will be used to pressure people into taking vaccines. The California governor, by the way, Newsom's COVID equity plan is to vaccinate 2 million Latinos or California won't reopen. So now he's just saying if we don't vaccinate 2 million Hispanics that or Latinos that he he will not allow California to reopen. Personally, I hope this guy gets kicked out, pulled out, or whatever they need to do with him. They seem to have the the uh, the stuff, the signatures they need to do a recall on him. By the way, California Senator Dr. Richard Pan is anointed by Big Pharma Media to start domestic terrorist campaign against those who refuse the experimental COVID vaccine. What? What? You know, I'm going to repeat that. California Senator Dr. Richard Pan is anointed by the big pharma media to start a domestic terrorist campaign against those who refuse the experimental COVID vaccines. In other words, now you're a domestic terrorist if you don't take the vaccines. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing to us, guys, and how so many people are continuing to believe the narrative. Constantly question everything i i like this nfl star now this is he's being canceled now he went on an alligator hunt alligator hunt cleveland browns guard he's 26 years old he basically uh, his name's wyatt teller he's carrying like a 10-foot gator on his shoulders weighs several hundred pounds and now he's being said that oh he's killed the poor reptile the poor reptile it's so sad and he's so horrible that he's doing this big macho white guy and you know and it's ridiculous guys because Austin had the same experience a few years ago. He went on a gator hunting expedition, and he got slammed on his Instagram account. Why? Because so many people don't like the fact that you're having to cull a gator population. Oh, lest I forget, they're out of control in certain lakes in Florida. Oh, and lest I forget, they eat people. Just thought I'd mention that. Guys, thank you so much. Always remember his name is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor and the Good Shepherd. I love you guys. I got to pray for you this morning. And I pray for you every single day. Also, go ahead and finish it, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's ironic to me when I see this happen quite often with these individuals that are all pro-animal. And granted, let me say something. I'm, I love animals. I love dogs. I specifically, I've, I've had two dogs. One of them got hit by a car years ago. It was horrible. But, I mean, I, I love animals. But there's certain animals that have no business being in civilized areas. And 10, 12, 13-foot alligators have no business being in civilized areas. And until you've actually been in the water, until you've been on the boat, until you have these things actually trying to snap at you and eat you while you're trying to kill them, while they're trying to kill you, or even better yet, when you're in the lake or you're in a boat or you're swimming and you've got them in the water with you, until you've dealt with that, you have no business whatsoever ever speaking about what should happen with gators. I'm going to clarify that right now because so many people constantly come after individuals when they go gator hunting, which is a state-promoted thing we do in Florida because the population explodes so much of them being reptiles. Just thought I would throw that out there. Thank you guys again for the continuous support of Health Masters. Thank you so much for making us your number one supplement destination. If you need anything, email us or call us. The Ultimate Multiple Chewable product of the week on sale today be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com we appreciate the support thank you for everything you do and you continue to do hold the line my friends continue to stand at your convictions with this continue to promote truth and freedom stay prepped as always have a great night i'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.